Hi, and welcome to the podcast, 20 Predictions for Promo in 2020. I'm Vinny Driscoll, Director of ASI Central, and I'm joined by Chris Ruvo, Executive Editor of Counselor Magazine, who wrote the December story of the same name. Chris, how are you? Yeah, Vin, I'm good. Thanks for having me on here. We're going to try to jump into some of these uh, predictions. Not by any means a- exhaustive, but we think no. these are, I think, some of the, the big <laughs> trends for, um, for, for the industry in the year ahead. For sure. You do this every year. Mm-hmm. So, um, and every year, this is one of our highest trafficked stories on ASI Central. People love to read the predictions of the upcoming year. Whether or not you're accurate... It doesn't matter. People still want to know, like, you know, what what's going on in your mind? You know, right. what do you foresee in the next year? So why don't we start off by talking about a few of the predictions you have in your yeah, story? Yeah, and, and, and just and, – and to be clear, um, I didn't sit in a, in, in a room – and make these up. This is mm-hmm. kind of based on the better over the course of the year. We, we see certain things emerge. Sure. Um, there's a there's a fair deal of market research that went into this. Uh, an extensive amount of reporting and interviews mm-hmm. with um, very respected industry leaders, sure. people who'd be power fifty, people who are head of top forty um, firms. So this isn't um, an ASI or a counselor opinion. Sure. It's it's hey, this is what some of the smartest people in the industry um, are kind of seeing for for the year ahead. So um, with that in mind, I think I think the biggest one that everybody probably already knows about. Is the um, is the trade war sure. right? It's we've been writing about it ad nauseum. It's, it seems um, for a while now, uh, maybe a year and a half, two years, and. Um, uh, even if there is a, a what they're calling a phase one trade deal before mm-hmm. the end of the year, which is which is possible, right? Could even be as early as this week. <laughs> um, it's there's still going to be ramifications going forward sure. um, with with from the trade war, right? And ha- as far as that impacts our industry, the biggest thing is of course uh, price increases. Right. Uh, we've already seen. Uh, some price increases go into effect, but as um, suppliers replenish their stocks with uh, products that they've brought in uh, subsequent to to, to new ta- tariff mm-hmm. uh, tariff imposition, right. um, there uh, you're going to see likely more price increases, and it's going to be on a wider gamut of of items, mm-hmm. and those items include things like mainstays, like t-shirts and a, and a lot of okay. apparel things, okay. uh, headwear, really like bread and butter promotional right. products that to this point hadn't really felt that that tax levy. So. Um, so suppliers are already feeling the pinch. Yes, right. as as they replenish, but there's there's always um, there's a lag, right, between right. when um, the tariff goes into effect and then when um, a supplier actually starts to import uh, those items that are affected by the tariffs, and then when those particular items start to make it to the to the market for distributors to buy. So right. it, it's not an immediate thing. Right. Um, so that's why um, unless the tariffs are totally removed, um, you're you're going to see mm. uh, some of this uh, price fluctuation. In, in the year in the year ahead. So are they passing it down to distributors yet? Yeah, uh, so yeah, so in, it's 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 tough to make a blanket statement, but sure. in, but in general, yes, some ha- some of these costs have been passed okay. on. Um, I know th- uh, I know of a lot of larger suppliers that have done tremendous amounts to try to mitigate sure. that that impact. But the reality is, if you're dealing with a 25% tariff, what what are you going to do? Yeah, I yeah. mean, you're, you you, ha- sure. you have to you, you have to pass some of that. Definitely, you can't eat all along. that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing related to trade war, and we can make the whole podcast about this, sure. and I don't want to. <laughs> just one other thing is that as as it lingers and as there's not a finalized, comprehensive deal, that creates uncertainty in the marketplace. Sure. That uncertainty generally isn't isn't good for uh, the the promotional products industry. Thankfully, to date. We've um, we've seen quarterly uh, year-over-year sales creases, pretty strong ones um, mm-hmm. throughout 2019. And as what we're seeing heading into 2020, the general feeling is that we're going to continue to see okay. increases. Um, uh, 
the rate of growth might slow though if there's this continued uncertainty in the marketplace okay. from the trade war sure. because you know we don't like to look at it this way but a lot of a lot of end buyers view promotional products as discretionary spending sure. and totally. and and if they're worried about their quote core costs then that's discretionary spending things get set to the side mm-hmm. and that's and and People get more nervous in in times of trade war in certain totally. times, so we can move on from that. For one. sure. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, look, we're like you say, you write about this ad nauseum. Yeah. We have a file yeah. on asicentral.com that yep. has all your tariff coverage. So mm-hmm. if you want to find that story, just go to asicentral.com/news. Yeah. Um, all right. So your next one. Yeah. So this one, uh, let's let's have a positive one, right? Sure. Let's so do it. Uh, so so 2020 obviously is a massive year um, for for elections. There's the mm-hmm. presidential election. Um, spending on branded merchandise related to politics is is always heaviest or seems to be heaviest from what our research shows in um, in presidential election years. Um, quick stat: uh, global advertising firm found uh, or predicts that we're going to have a uh, I think it's 9.9 billion in total political ad spending. Wow. Um, that that would include things like hard merchandise and you know I- internet and, and everything. But um, so we're basically looking at a record year sure. for. Um, for spending on advertising, including promotional products, and that's not just going to be for your large national races, um, because because sadly of the animosity that exists in our nation now, right. there's a, there's a real feeling that every little election counts. That that you know, gotcha. Dem- Dems really want to win, Republicans want to win, even on a on a on a very localized level, and um, there's a willingness to use. Um, uh, merchandise to help promote candidates. Okay. Where is that coming from? That's a top-down kind of thing. Because if you look at, um, uh, say, for the the Democratic presidential candidates, every time there's there's some kind of buzz, they're rele- they're releasing some kind of moment merch re- huh. re- related for to sure. that. You yeah. know, like um, some months back, Bernie Sanders said, uh, you know, I, I wrote the damn bill in relation right, right. to um, <laughs> a uh, uh, um, some a debate over health care, right. and um, that became a T-shirt. And that's just one milla example sure. of all things and we'd be remiss if we don't mention president trump i mean he has what's probably whether you regardless of how you feel about sure. him the the uh the the single most iconic you could say promotional right. product recognizable, of the 20th, yeah, recognizable sure. is probably a better Definitely, word yeah um product of the uh 20th century or 21st century so far with the uh, maga hats and um he's he's always his campaign is brilliant at turning um sentiment into merchandise that people want to sure. buy expect more of that People on the politicians on the lower levels are seeing these nationals do that, and they're wanting to do similar things. So there's ample opportunity there, is what it comes so down to. So that's interesting. So you're saying that it's not only going to be just you know the general election uh, for president; it's going to be yeah. you know, at the at the smaller level. Yes, I think there's oppor- I think there's opportunity there, okay. and I think it's incumbent on um, distributors to, to to seek that out and, mm. and and make the most of it. You know. Um, uh, be a consultant in a way to the to the yeah. campaign in in um to talk about how you can translate you know buzz moments in the campaign in their campaigns into moment merch type things and and, and, and things of that nature and then all, of course all the the standard political stuff that they're probably looking for anyway stickers buttons you right. know you, you're ready right. you to do, know to do that but if you could position yourself as a consultant saying hey there's these types of opportunities uh-huh. throughout a campaign um like listen is it going to be a huge windfall if you're in you know where i live in rural pennsylvania probably right. not but like sure. you know it's still going to be it's still going to be um an, an accrued business for you and i think a big opportunity and it, it could offset some of the uh, issues that the tariffs will bring. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, like you said, this is this is good news. A mm-hmm. 2020 election is going to generate huge, and like you said, probably record mm-hmm. numbers for political spending. Yes. Yes. All right. 
Um, what else you got? All right, next one, another positive one, and we'll, and we'll kind of get through this one quickly. The, uh, more retail brands are going to come into the uh, promotional products industry. It's it's a trend mm-hmm. that's already happening, and um, and the reason that it's happening is because there's more demand from um, from end buyers for this. They increasingly want their uh, their brand mm-hmm. associated with. Um, you, with something recognizable that would be would be found at at mm. retail. So expect to see more retail brands gotcha. in, in 2020 in our industry, and don't be afraid to, to, to pitch them. Um, I think there's some hesitancy. Hey, it's going to be too expensive. This client's not going to want right. that. If you're presenting it as the only option, yeah, maybe that's not the best, mm-hmm. but. If you have a good, better, best scenario in your presentation, and one of those things includes a new retail type offering that's come to the industry, sometimes when people actually see and feel that product and they see its its superiority, which right. in a lot of cases it is, mm-hmm. um, they're going to want to spend more. That's right. going to be more profitable for for you, um, et cetera. Right. <laughs> yeah. So um, some examples of uh, uh, some examples. Okay. So just uh, quickly, like. Um, what Tervis, Tervis Drinkware, mm-hmm. Big Graphics sure. brought Tervis Drinkware earlier this year to uh, to the promotion of products industry. Um, more recently, uh, P- PCNA, right. uh, Polyconcept North America, brought Herschel Supply Company, um, huge backpack brand, sure. extremely popular all over the Absolutely. world. It's it's. It gets a label as being a quote millennial brand a bit, but I, I, I but it's it's pan that there's pe- people anywhere who are into like the outdoors really really vibe this, right. this brand. So I you know th- and those are just two examples and uh, and I could I could go on and on. I know. Gem- Gemline has done some awesome things too with with bringing retail brands and there's and of course many other suppliers as well. So right. you know if you, that that's actually a good point. Before I move on, talk to your suppliers about what they have in that right. regard. If you don't For if sure. you don't just know offhand, I mean it's not too hard to figure out by going to their websites mm-hmm. or going to ESP, but but um, you know, have a conversation if you want the full gamut of what their retail brand offerings would be. It probably would benefit you in the long run. Definitely. Yeah. All um, right. So, what others you got? All right. So that was two positive ones. So now I got I got to give a, a, a negative <laughs> to go one. Go down the negative because, route because yeah, we we're 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 trying to not be rah rah, right? We're trying right. to be realistic hey. about like what what you know is out there in the marketplace mm-hmm. for uh, distributors and suppliers. And cybersecurity is just a massive. Ongoing and growing threat for sure. Um, you know the big one this year was Alpha Broder um, got hacked uh, th- through a phishing scam, mm-hmm. and they um, they ended up ha- have paying, agreeing to pay a negotiated ransom. Um, their uh, their uh, order processing and shipping platform was down mm-hmm. for for a time, and they are by no means the only ones. Discount Mugs, a top forty sure. distributor, their uh, the checkout cart on their e-commerce site was was infiltrated right and and uh, the hackers were trying to skim uh, credit card information right. And, right. and um those are just two high profile ones and there's been others okay so so the point is is that um is that these scams are are happening they're going to continue to happening and probably are going to increase because they've become more sophisticated mm-hmm. and whereas in the past you had a few Isolated hackers, quote sure. unquote, or maybe cells. Some people would refer yeah. to you know groups doing this. You now have um, the full power of of organized crime behind this. Yes. Um, like throughout the world, not just here in the United States, all over the world, there's organized criminal enterprises where uh, that are heck bent. I'll say yeah. on on. You can on, say hell. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, on on infiltrate on infiltrating you. Yeah. and and and. Really, what needs to happen here is, of course, all all the 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 um the tech 
uh, bulwarks need to be in, in place. And I'm not going to get into what all those right. are now because, again, that's a whole other mm-hmm. podcast. But um, at, at the least, if, if, if you don't have a big uh, uh, tech department to yourself, you want to contract with an outside firm that For knows sure. what they're doing to help you right. get there because this is absolutely essential. Right. But all those bulwarks that you have uh, – could very much amount to not if you're not educating your employees about what to look for with these phishing um, emails in right. particular. Because if somebody gets a phishing email and <laughs> clicks on the link and downloads what they're being asked mm-hmm. to download, it, it sandbags your system. Right. And I think that's a great point. That's the entry point mm-hmm. for a lot of these uh, criminals. Mm-hmm. They're coming in, they're taking advantage of people who may not understand what a phishing email looks right. like and they say hey i need you to confirm mm-hmm. your credit card number or something and then you right. click on it and boom yes now they're in yes. they're behind the firewall they're into your systems and i think that that's a great point they have to educate their employees yeah uh, and here at asi we're doing that as well you know mm-hmm. like because that's an entryway into you know everything and yes. it's like you have to protect yourself um so yeah, th- I mean it's scary stuff. These you, you mentioned these criminals, they're well organized, mm-hmm. and, and you're right. They're they're all working for a common goal here. That's right. Yeah, they want to they want to steal your money. Yes, and you're doing it through through the cyber way. And you know? if you're and and we obviously we work in a volume we work in a volume industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we're we're producing high amounts of commodities for for, for the most parts. So in in a high volume industry, you can't have a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. Because you constantly need to be shelling things out, right? So you you're really in a hard place if, if you have a couple days right. where you where you can't well, you're if down. you're a supplier, for instance, where you can't put orders out. That's a that's a huge deal. So the most basic thing you want to tell employees to, to look for is if you're getting um, <laughs> you know uh, emails about. Uh, you know, change payment where right, where payments right. are supposed to be For sent, sure. or or click to confirm this order kind of thing. You really want to be suspicious of those things. And um, one of the main things you want to look for is to see if um, the domain name in in the email mm-hmm. is actually le- legitimate, Legit, like from right. from the per- from the person it's purporting to be sent from, right. because they have it now where they could make it look like it's it's actually from this person. They're going to have their email signature in there, and there might only be one or two different letters or numbers in right. the in the email address that um that that could be a tip off. So just there's a million things you could do to educate employees. Sure. That's just and I'm, again I won't go through all of them, but those are just a couple a couple things to keep in mind and really. The bottom line is prioritize cybersecurity for your company this year because more attacks are coming. Yeah, you know yeah. I get these emails all the time, dude. Yeah, like I, I get them through my personal. I get them uh, internally. A lot of it ends up in the, mm-hmm. you know, in the spam. But you know what tips me off the most about these mm. emails is is they're so poorly written. A lot of times, yeah. You yeah. know, they're coming from other countries. They're coming from you know Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. You know, for instance, and they're just. There's typos galore. Mm-hmm. So to me, the first thing that I think of is like, I'm not clicking on this. Yeah. They spelled customer wrong. Right. C-O-S-T-M, whatever. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, I'm like, they, they've botched this word. How could a legitimate company mm-hmm. misspell? Like, you yeah, know, to, I hear you. Me, I like, hear you. I, it's a tip. It's a huge, it's yeah. a huge red flag. And you know the the thing you could always you could always do if, if there's if there's a question is instead of email if it's if it's somebody who mm-hmm. you've already had contacts with. Um, 
you you could you could email or preferably sure. call back call the person right. to see if this if this is legitimate and it seems like a common st- sense step but right. when you're in the heat of your day processing a lot of different things it might not be one you take but it's worth taking that extra extra minute for sure like call it like always err on the side of caution yes absolutely all right you want me to get into the next one yeah here? let's do another one all right um so hiring and retention will be both a challenge and a source of opportunity for for the promo industry so why challenge because um, t- to grow, you, you, you still need people. We're not we're not all we're not all run on robots yet, and huh. um, and the employment the unemployment rate has been near historic lows, right. uh, three and a half percent or so, give or take, um, and that's made um, finding and and, main, and keeping. Um, qualified people difficult mm-hmm. because there's a lot of competition sure. for talent but that but in that there's an opportunity for the promotional products industry because we know that um, that uh, uh, brand branded merchandise company uh, company merch gifts things of that nature rewards for doing well help um, help keep people loyal sure. we, we've seen that in, in research we know that um, when uh, some you break you onboard somebody and they're given you know that that branded fleece and, 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 uh-huh. and drinkware it's already creating a sense of being connected to the company right and as and as time goes um, and as time goes on as they achieve milestones there's other things like that tangible products branded that, that our industry can provide mm-hmm. that um, better like listen that's not going to be the make or break you know but it's going to help create right. it's going to help create uh, and foster loyalty and show that you care about people so that's something that distributors should really be pushing hard to companies uh, pushing hard excuse me to companies across industries sure. because hey th- this this is going to help you in your retention efforts because companies everywhere are, are dealing with this and particularly in um i mean manufacturing you think we hear so much about bringing manufacturers there's people manuf- a lot of manufacturers can't find the amount of people they need to produce sure. at, the, at the level so wow. so so, yeah. so that's just one industry right there tech is tech as well is, sure. is, is um people can't find the higher higher level tech skill folks that they need so right. all these different industries need help with retention and promotional products can help with that there's going to be i think significant ongoing opportunity in 2020 okay yeah sounds good how about one more all right one more um Oh geez, what do we want to do? How about how about this one? The the technology arms race in our industry is going to intensify. Okay. Um, and that makes sense. Yes, and 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 you're like, well, on the one hand, you're like, well, duh, of course, yeah. you know, yeah. But um, but the reason that matters is because it has implications for for comp- for a lot of smaller companies, because um, as bigger companies can invest more in their in their tech technology infrastructure, um, that allows them to, in a lot of ways, uh, scale up. And be more more efficient, and um, the the kind of the longer term result of that is if you're a middle or smaller level dis- distributor and you don't have that kind of technology arsenal behind you, you don't have the you're going to lose efficiencies. It's going to make you a more expensive partner potentially sure. for um, for uh, um, for end buyers. Okay, so. So as as a result of this technology arms race intensifying, and this is not just going to be 2020. This is going to be an on, ongoing thing. I, what we're hearing anyway from a lot a lot of industry executives and, and boots on the ground is that you're going to see more consolidation in the sense of um, smaller and mid level distributors joining. Everybody hates this term, but. I don't know what else to mm. call it. Buying groups and right. things of that right, nature. Right. Buying uh, what I would call partnering organizations, sure. like a Proforma or right. an AIA or an I Promote You, something like that, where it's like I'm still, you know, retaining. It's my business, but I'm now backed by sure. this by this larger entity that's going to give me scale and efficiency sure. that I wouldn't have. 
on my own. So um, and you're going to be using their technology. Yes, yeah. yes, and and they're and in a lot and in instances they're they're back end supports and things mm -hmm. of that nature. So you're you're going to see more of that. And mm -hmm. I, I, I it's kind of like an unpopular opinion, you know. To, and I know some people may not want to hear that, uh -huh. but but the the reality is it's it's an ongoing trend in our industry right. um, where where. To compete, the cost of business is going up for suppliers. The cost of business is going up now for distributors because sure. distributors are doing more. And there's more of a technology fulfillment expectation, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, from end buyers themselves. Right. And if, if you're not able to provide those kind that fast service right. with the kind of um, kind of slicker offerings that a lot of people yeah. are looking for, you, you're going to start to fall behind. And um, it doesn't mean that you that oh suddenly everybody's going to not be independent right. anymore and be affiliated with you know a, a massive company. But it does mean we are going to see more companies looking to to join again those partnering organizations or bar, buying right. groups that are going to give them some um, buying power that are going to give them some uh, tech backend sure. supports. And you know it just that's that's the reality. Yeah. No. Yeah. That, that that's a you know I mean that kind of. Uh, kind of tails well with the, the ransomware. I mean, you know, technology, everyone wants technology, mm -hmm. you know, and if they can't afford it, you know, or they can't do the technology, they're going to, they're going to do exactly that. Yeah. You know, they're going to partner up. So, um, you know, that makes perfect sense to mm -hmm. me. You know, of course you have to beware. When, yeah. You know, it's not going to be your issue if you partner up and there's an issue with the tech, it's going right. to be your right. partners, but still it's something to be aware of. Yeah. Um, it's in a, in a, in a, in a way, it sort of starts to ter return distributors to what they once were tra traditionally, in the sense that you had you can focus. If you're an independent distributor now, there's so many things that you now have to take into account because of because of technology, sure. and it maybe lets you get back to just more straight straight selling gotcha. a little bit. Like like I'm not saying there's not going to be other things outside sure. of that, but it it maybe helps you narrow the focus on selling a, a little bit more as opposed to all those extraneous things. That makes sense. So yeah. you're, you know you're you're giving somebody else uh you know the technology side mm -hmm. and then you're focused on selling. So yeah. I, I think that's you know, hey I might do that if I was a small <laughs> distributor, I, yeah. you know. I mean that's who knows. Yeah. You know, I I think if you can afford it then then do it. Yeah. I'm interested. What's your big social media prediction since you're um, a social media girl here? What are you seeing for 2020? So uh, I did a podcast a couple weeks ago, yeah. maybe a month ago. Um, you know, and from everything that I've been looking at, culture I think is is going to be big in 2020. Okay. So w what I mean by that is that you know people think that you know they're going to use social media to sell, sell, sell. And mm -hmm. you know I've known for 10 years that you don't use social media to hard sell. Nobody mm -hmm. wants that. People want connections. They want to forge relationships on social media. Um, and a lot of brands, a lot of um, uh, B2C brands I've been noticing are really pitching culture. They're, mm -hmm. they're pitching the people that work for them. They're pitching, um, you know, what goes on at the company, mm -hmm. sort of kind of builds their brand story and also connects with their customers. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm starting to see that on a smaller level in our industry. Okay. That some of the bigger um, suppliers, distributors are starting to promote the, what goes on in their company and mm -hmm. the people that work for them. And, and people love that. Mm -hmm. We like, I'm trying to do more of that with ASI, mm -hmm. you know, like promote the people that work for ASI, you know, the events that go on in the company and, you know, really humanize our brand. Got and it. I think that's going to be big in 2020. I have a few others, but you know, if you want to, you know, find out more, you can go to the uh, social angle podcast uh, under our news section. Um, but, 
Thanks you. Thanks for asking me that, Chris. Yeah. I, 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 I <laughs> well, have no problems jumping in and, and giving my predictions. But um, do you have anything else to add? No, we could go. We could, go, like I say, we could go on all day. You could, you could go to asicentral.com/backslash/news. Uh, the story is 20 predictions for promo in 2020. Um, it's a, it's a massive old little read. So uh, yeah. you know, read it in bits. The nice part is we broke it out into into the 20 different mm-hmm. things. So it's it's indigestible bits that you can that you can read and sure. You know, feel free to hit us up on. Um, um, on, on social media and let us know what we got wrong and <laughs> and um you what know we what, what we missed yeah. all all that all that stuff so um yeah just thanks for having me Vin. awesome well that's it for us today for chris i'm Vinny. thanks for listening